0: Welcome to Girls Who Read Porn. Please be advised that this podcast contains mature content for mature audiences. The title might have given that away, though. We would also advise you triple-check the trigger warnings of each book prior to the episode. And if it's not for you, we'll see you next week. Each episode includes major spoilers, so make sure you read the book. And don't say we didn't warn you. With all that in mind, on with the show.
1: Okay, guys, welcome to another episode of Girls Who Read Porn this one is a bit of a different one it's pretty interesting but I'm here of course with Betty and G who will only be joining us at the beginning hello hello hi hey and we have four freaking guests today (laughs) which is very fucking exciting we're all very very excited about it so bye Betty and G it was nice knowing you Good to see you. Bye, um, so we actually have somebody back on the podcast who considers me her most best friend in the whole world. Um, <laughs> and that would be Brittany Nicole, who, you know, begged, just called me and said, I need to be back for every single episode. And I'm like, girl, I can't do that. But what <laughs> I can do is organize for you and these three freaking babes to come onto the episode and tell us about an incredible series that they wrote all together. So I'm here with Brittany Nicole. Hello. Hello. Jenny Barra. Hi. Daphne Elliott. Hello. And Swati M.H. I love the surname M.H. Well thank you. Hello. Hi. How are we all? I am good. We're good. Good. That's good. Drinking wine. Yeah I know. And you know what? I'm really proud of you for it. <laughs> the There's wine Jenny isn't Reppen. just any wine, though. It's blue. It's blue. No, that's Jenny's wine. It's, yeah. it's, it's Mumcom wine. wine. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, we are actually here to talk about Mumcoms, funnily enough, which Ooh. I binged so hard. I was obsessed with it. It was Yay. so good. That's what yeah. we like to hear. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly what I needed in my life right now. Just fun, flirty, hot, ridiculous in a really fucking weird way. <laughs> Just... Um, yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, it's like spent, for. I spent this morning thinking how the fuck did they come up with this shit? So that's my first question. <laughs> I mean, is that, like, should, that, honestly, you-
2: that should honestly be our tagline, is ridiculously fun fucking shit. Um, I mean, yeah.
1: <laughs> that should be our... I like my first question is, is how did you come up with this? Because the premise is very odd compared to any other romance book I've ever read. Nobody has come up with four single moms living in a house together and bringing in a guy each time. And I remember when we were interviewing Brit last year and she was talking about it, I was like, I cannot fucking wait. Like I was really excited for this. So, and it was, and it hit all the marks. It was perfect. It's exactly what I was expecting. Tell me, who, who came up with this?
3: I don't think it was like one of us specifically. It was like a group effort because Britt and I were in D.C. a year ago. Um, and she and I started talking about writing a series together. And she, she said, Dara has this idea about a brownstone. Uh, me
0: Daphne and, uh, has Daphne. this idea yeah. <laughs> <I was laughs> like, hey,
3: We did it again yeah,
2: It's not a podcast
4: unless we give away Daphne's suit oh,
0: on him <like>
1: <laughs> sorry we can we can bleep that tiny little yeah. bit out mm-hmm. we can bleep okay. that i don't know we can just be <laughs> so like beep so over the name me. and then tease at this, everyone at forever. This point,
2: at this point her pseudonym is out everywhere i mean like right. her right. name is out everywhere everybody knows it at this point everyone calls me a one thousand sorry it's okay. It's okay i
3: can give out your it's address
1: it's too
3: it's if you want i did that to oh, please. Please that
1: yes <laughs> <laughs> i've been trying to get brits one but for some reason it's like really under fbi kind of um holdings, so i can't turn up there randomly It's too bad and but me? i ask where she lives so just message me we're cool mm-hmm.
0: yeah. <laughs> everybody she likes, likes her live. revealing live. where sometimes i
3: live sometimes i tell you <laughs> and her job every and single somewhere. time
4: and- the saddest part is, is like, I'm so out there that I'm just like, I'm Brittany Nicole. I'm Brittany Nicole anywhere I am in life. <laughs> sometimes I just true. sign that to like checks. So I'm like, I'm Brittany Nicole. <laughs> There's no hiding me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly.
4: And anyway, right. how did we come well, up with this? Yeah, so, yeah, this this was, a, this was a Daphne. This was a Daphne. Um, Daphne and I were trying to come up with a series maybe like a year and a half ago. Oh, yeah. Um, and we while. had... We had like some different like plans. I think there was at one point we were gonna write a series about um a woman who like they were like cyber people and I was like, I don't really know cyber stuff though, that's the problem. And there was gonna be I think I was gonna use Frank. Thing. Remember I was gonna use Frank in it? So it was gonna yes be like Frank's word. Frank was gonna yes. be my spin off with it. Um thank God we didn't do that. It would have not we would have lost Irish and it really would have been a very different story. Um but then Uh, Daphne had mentioned the idea of like the two women moving in together into a brownstone that's like falling down. And then when I was with Jenny, I was like, I think it would be so funny if there was like multiple women, not just two, but like more, uh, because like, it just gets more ridiculous, the more moms. And then as Jenny and I were talking, I was like, okay, let's get Daphne on the phone. And then I was like, and you know who writes really funny books? Because every time I write, read Swati's books, I laugh so freaking hard. Um, I was like, can we please call Swati? Because I just finished reading my beautiful um, My yeah. Perfect Remix. And oh, my beautiful
2: beautiful chaos. And you had messaged me and you were like, (laughs) I can't stop laughing. And I was like, I mean, that's, and then that's when you guys called me right
0: afterwards. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I was like, like, I'm laughing so hard. She's so funny. We need to get her involved in this project. And so, yeah, it kind of just spun out from there where, like, every time we'd talk, the plot would get more ridiculous.
1: Mm -hmm. Slightly, that brownstone "Mm -hmm. sounded like hell on earth. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the, so i am
0: i am from boston um i've lived in and around boston my entire life and i really really love old houses like i love them and boston has some really old ass houses well at least for the united states um and i loved the idea of just like because most of them have been like fixed up and are worth gajillions of dollars, but some of them are like still really shitty. And I always say to my husband, like, let's just like buy that one. And he's like, it looks like it's about to fall down and kill someone. And it's probably historic. So it's not like you could ever tear it down and they're all attached. So you can't tear them down. And he's just like, why you, no, no, that's not happening. So I really needed to like live out this fix up a brownstone fantasy for myself. But I think for us, the idea was one, we wanted to write about single moms because single dads get a lot of love in the romance world so much fuck them and, and, it, and it's just I happily read single dad books but like yeah. single moms deserve some love being a mother is inherently ridiculous and hilarious and absurd on a daily basis I mean so if weird. I were to walk up to a random person and be like I had to hide my spider man my son's spider man jammies because I had to pretend that, like, they got lost because he would wear them every single day and I wouldn't be able to wash them. A normal human being would be like, why are you, why are you hiding Spider-Man jammies? But, like, that's my life. And yeah. so there's just, a, like, a lot of inherent reality in raising kids and raising kids of all ages, which is why in our house we have kids of all ages. Yeah. Um,
2: and most moms would be like, yeah, no big deal. Like, Spider-Man pajamas. Totally yeah. understand. Yeah. You only eat the stems yeah. of broccoli? Totally, totally yeah. normal. That's totally fine. Normal. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yes, kind you only eat cheese in a
2: circle and not a square. Got it. Like uh, my question, I actually have a question for you, Daphne. Is after your dream of going into, a, you know, one of these old brownstones, after living out the whole dream through the series, do you still want to go into an old brownstone?
0: Absolutely.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. I would do it with you. Uh, can can I Jenny, off? lift your camera up. I don't know, you guys. I, I think I'm just. Too, I'm like. Mm, I
0: just don't. I like yeah, it. I love old buildings i love old buildings here like because these these they have crazy stories guys like people were planning the revolution like in their basement they're they're haunted half the time they're haunted i want them to be haunted i want to see the ghost oh Oh
1: my god that's like
3: like,
1: the price. I want to talk to them. They're going to be no my. This is the prize. Yeah. I would mean, like all America <laughs> is something else haunting us. This
0: the price. So, Can you imagine? Why do you want know, to write a book about
1: I the ghosts in your Go,
0: house. Hell no. <laughs> I would. I I, would would be about about it. It. I don't know. I don't think we've stemmed or... off.
2: I don't think any of us have stemmed off into PNR yet. I don't think.
0: so. I meant. I don't no. Oh God! That's like, funny. I don't know. I, I I love old buildings. I I love I love this weird, strange place that I live, and I honestly love the idea of just like sharing the load with with close, trusted people who get it. And so, you know, like mom, the mommune is sounds amazing to me. Like someone else is going to cook and do the laundry. Great, let's do it. Like, um, so I think that's how it started. And then Brittany and Jenny were in Florida last winter and got drunk and started coming up with wild ideas. Like a raccoon lives there, no and shit. Jen's character <laughs> is a ventriloquist, and it's going to be that's this, so and then funny. and that's when. Like the lunacy just took it to like the next level. And that's when we knew we had something. We're like, this is fucking crazy. Well, so and then
2: Every play. mom had a lunacy to her, right? Like there's something that was crazy about every mom. And so we we're just like, let's just take it to the nth level with each one of these, right? It doesn't matter. Let's not play it down.
4: You know. Well, because that's comedy. That's comedy. Right, it's right. laughing at the ridiculousness and being able, right. and I mean, I, I feel like I do that like literally in my daily life all the time. I'm like, this is so absurd, the thing that I'm doing. I'm just going to make yeah. it more absurd. And I will like call my friends and be like, X, Y, and Z happened. And maybe it's a bit of an exaggeration of what X, Y, and Z was. So like, that was this book. It was like laughing about the complete, like, if you don't laugh, you're going to cry. So let's yeah. just laugh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> can we can we give everyone? So can each individually give a little bit of snippet what your specific book is about that you wrote?
2: Sure. 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 You want we to go, in go first? Strip?
1: Yeah, we'll yeah. go in order, we'll I guess. In
4: Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so Mother Faker is about a billionaire who gets himself in a little bit of hot water because he's um, alleged to not like kids, and his assistant, he would like to call her, she handles PR for his company, um, is there and she has three kids. And so it seems like a really good idea that he marry her so that he can show the world that he does like kids. Um, what he doesn't realize is that with that mother and those three kids comes, um, another three moms and another four kids and, no big deal, and they all have to live in the same house together. And also, he's always been in love with her, so he's got to figure out a way to not make those feelings um, obvious. And he fails spectacularly, um, and has to convince her to fall in love with him. Then, and she's a woman Amazing. that is hard to um, hard to trust, and feels like a mess, and has always put on like this persona of everything's fine. And he kind of along with her friends, helps her see that it's okay to be a hot mess express. He likes her that way.
2: Yeah. It was so
3: cute.
1: (laughs) It's really cute.
2: It's really cute. cute.
1: I loved it. Honestly, I couldn't choose a favorite, but you know what? We'll get into that afterwards. Jenny, you're next.
3: Okay. So I have the baseball player who is on Beckett from Books One's team. And he hooks up with Dylan and it's supposed to be a one-night stand, uh, but when he wakes up in the morning, it's, she's gone. And a month later, Beckett tells him that Dylan's pregnant. And then Courtney decides he wants in on this, and he spends the rest of the book convincing Dylan that it's more than just co-parenting.
1: It's so cute. It's so cute. So they were it's all cute. really cute, but I do have to say something. They were all a really good form of birth control. i'm sure
4: yeah honestly like if you're
1: if you're finished having kids then read this book yeah it'll get the vasectomy booked in a lot faster is what i'm saying um next is daphne oh no swati
2: yes so mine is mother pucker and it is about shayla who is A little neurotic um she she's they they call her the ball of nevers because after so she's a widowed single mom who lived with her son in california after her husband died and the her best friends her best friends tell her to move in move in with them to the boston brownstone so she takes her son there and she's just a total ball of nerves she's scared of everything she is she thinks everything can kill her son um, he shouldn't join sports. He's, you know, he, he's the only person she focuses on. Um, she makes these crazy smoothies with bone broth to give him extra protein. And she makes people in the house drink them. It, it's just, she's just crazy. Um, but then she. It's so
1: weird. Hey. And of I was course, thinking about as you would it.
2: expect, Beckett intervenes because he, you know, he intervenes and they're at <laughs> yeah. a hockey game. And the hockey player gets hurt, um, and he tells Shayla to go help him because the doctor is unavailable. And there's instant chemistry between Rowan, the hockey player, and Shayla, who is trying not to have any chemistry with her patient. Um, But it's Rowan is a very um, persistent. One of my readers called him a synodom and I would, I would agree with that. He's a, he's a sino, he's a synodom. He is, he has this like domineering cinnamon roll personalities, very persistent. Um, and he, I had
1: no idea what that meant until just then. I was like,
2: yeah, <laughs> I didn't know either. The- I was like, oh, that makes sense. I guess he has a cinnamon roll oh, with I, some dom,
1: you know. Yeah. Okay. Church, that's, church. that's an amazing phrase. We can add yes. it to the girls who read Pon phrase book. Yes. I love it.
2: I love it. And so I was like, you're right. And um, anyway, so he's her total opposite. He wants her to try things, open up, he gets her sort of loosened up to the idea of doing things without necessarily disrespecting her sort of limits. Um, But I think that's exactly what she needs is somebody who can kind of push her. Um, And yeah, and oh, and he has this incredible love for her son um and it's kind of a vice versa thing because her so son sweet. is crazy about him too so yep yeah
1: and the psychotic twins daphne let's get into a <laughs> far out yes. they were birth control like out of the whole thing i was like terrified of them i was terrified of them and they were on page
0: <laughs> <laughs> um okay so my character's name is delia Delia is a hard-charging lawyer who is the one who inherited the brownstone from her great aunt. She is – we wanted our moms to become moms through different means. So like Brittany is recently divorced and Swathi, um, her character, is widow. And mine is a single mom by choice. She went to a sporting bank. And because we don't need men, <laughs> they're irrelevant. And uh-huh. she – exactly. And so Delia is a man-hater extraordinaire. Delia is – A big believer in the sisterhood and this whole communal living mom supporting moms experiment. She is like fiercely protective of her friends and very much demanding of the best of everything.
1: And honestly, I be? was expecting her to end up being like a mob wife or something because she's so intense. <laughs> mob like, she'd life. fuck great everyone. Mob up. She would be a great yeah. mob wife. She, she would. Was. She, like, honestly, you know that new trend? We were talking about it last week. The new, like, mob wife trend? Delia. Oh, yes. Yes. Is. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so That's leper- Delia. Um, yeah.
0: yeah. So she she is the last, by book four, she is the last single mom standing. She has watched all of her friends move into her house and fall in love. She is mother of the demon twins, two eight-year-old girls who are scary geniuses who need to harness their powers for good and not evil. Um, And the whole family, all the moms, the, the dads who come in, the other kids, they are all like involved in like keeping the twins in check. Like everyone has like a plan for how to manage the twins. You know, it's like a team effort, you know? Um, She has these like scary, frighteningly brilliant twins and they're just doing their thing. And what ends up happening is obviously all these gentlemen move into the house. The house gets a little crowded and all of a sudden, you know, throughout the books, we do like a few renovations here, a few renovations there. Like, you know, we fix some wiring and we fix the roof and we add a roof deck and stuff. But like the core of the house hasn't really been like renovated and updated. So basically what happens is Dylan is pregnant and about to have a baby and Courtney, her very anxious now fiance, I believe is freaking out cause they don't have walls. And it's kind of gotten to the point where this house is now stuffed with 14 people and they need to find a way to fix it up. So what ends up happening is Beckett, because he cannot keep, he cannot mind his own business finds and basically blackmails the main man character Enzo into fixing up the house enzo is the ceo of boston's largest construction company he is not in the business of fixing up houses he is not a handyman he is not a carpenter but beckett knows that he really want this guy really wants to build a new training facility for his baseball team so he basically blackmails him so enzo shows up immediately takes stock of this house and tries to get things going and he and delia clash non- stop because nothing is ever going to be good enough for her or her friends. And you learn more about her through the book about like why she is so protective and why she is the way she is. And Enzo comes from a very loud, very wild Italian family filled with very pushy women. So he is not intimidated by Delia. He is not intimidated by the twins. He jumps right into this dynamic and starts pushing back really hard. And that's when the sort of sparks fly and the mutual attraction builds. And I will say I feel really lucky because we all got to write this really complex, beautiful friendship dynamic between the women. But I got to write the friendship dynamic between the four guys because he kind of came in last and he got to like fit in and get introduced to the guys and some of my absol- my favorite scenes in my book are when he is interacting with the other guys. That is like by far
1: my favorite. When they part. text him, <laughs> it's
0: that's
1: fucking hilarious.
0: Yes, you like texting about Valentine's? That's one yeah, of my yeah.
1: favorites. It's, yeah. it's really yes. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I was love so that.
0: intimidated. I was so intimidated by like all these different people texting, and then I it, it was really fun.
1: I actually do have a question about this because this is what I've been trying to work out. Because each of you got each other's characters really well. How did you? <laughs> with each other like how did you it mold not with each other and get it done no. I can it's imagine I was like did they sit there and like did you <laughs> write a line from your person's perspective like in somebody else's book like how does it work
2: no it well we wrote it because we we understood each other's characters and we put drafts together with each other's characters but we all jumped into each other's manuscripts and you know we're like okay this makes sense for what she would say or he would say um so, yeah you're right it's it's not just two or three characters from your own book. It, you, now you're writing 17 different characters. I think 17, yeah. 18, whatever it was. But you're writing. so, And I feel like Daphne had the most number that she had. Like, she had to just basically stack up with every single one of ours, right? So
0: but I was also lucky in that I wrote my book last. I wrote my book months after these guys did. So I read all of their full books before I really even yeah. got into mine. Oh, she's we yeah. did not write in the same timeline at all. No. And
3: I actually wrote mine before Britt wrote hers. Yeah. So well, like half I, of it. I wrote my first half before
4: anybody because I had it done. I started writing in January when we started talking about it because <laughs> I got too excited. They were like, you're not supposed to be writing it. I'm like, too late. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: But no, so that's so exciting. It was a lot of communication. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, and we do have like other readers that jumped in for us as well. So they would keep us on par. Right. So they, they were reading, like our beta readers were reading all, all of the books to say, Hey, you know, I think you might've missed this. The floor is orange on here, but then it's like purple here. Like what, which, which one are we going with? Right. So there's, there's people who are keeping us um, in check as well.
1: All right. Let's play a game of fuck, marry, kill (laughs) (laughs) between the guys oh go nuts. I mean Whoever wants look, to go first. I would
2: say for me I would say um I would fuck Rowan marry Courtney and Enzo or Enzo have an RH and then
1: um kill Bennett
2: I would sometimes wanted to kill Beckett yeah I, sometimes <laughs>
1: Yeah, Bennett. I, yeah, I, I probably would have wanted to kill I'll him too, Beckett. to be honest. I loved him, but <laughs> I, like I I, by the end of the books, I was like, "Mind your own business." Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, mind your own business. Yeah, mind bad. your own. The reason that you're all happy is because you had Beckett.
4: That's, <laughs> That's true. true.
0: All our
2: characters are happy because of Beckett, but there are times <laughs> where the women That's were true. All,
1: ah! <laughs> Anyone else? Um, I'll
3: do. I don't know who I want to kill. I'm not really killing anybody, but I would definitely marry Beckett, like a million percent, and then I'll I'll just fuck the other three.
1: How about that? <laughs> okay. Does that work? Uh, in one go, or is it like a separate sure. thing? Like, are we doing a harem thing here?
3: Both then either. That's fine. Yeah,
1: I feel you. That's Yeah, exciting.
3: I know. They would be. That would be good, right?
1: I reckon that would be wild because the <laughs> sizes of them. Like you need that that whole fucking brownstone just as one room to be able to handle
4: that. Oh my god, I can't with you. It's a really large
0: house.
1: (laughs) Brit.
4: Um that's so hard because I mean Beckett's in every one of my books that
1: I'm writing right now, so I'm obsessed with him. We'll get into that in a sec because I wanna know the The ins and outs of where this is going next, because I actually feel like I was really depressed that it ended, <laughs> <laughs> and I want to know. Uh-huh. You're
2: gonna you're gonna see most of these characters in some
1: form or another in many of cool. these books coming up. Great, we'll I talk feel about that right after Britt tells us who, how many people she wants to fucking one go.
4: Well, I mean, all of them. Right. I mean, here's the issue. (laughs) Courtney is so sweet that I'd probably like destroy him i know
1: (laughs) he's too sweet he's
4: such a sweetheart um he needed like the crate actually it's amazing that that dylan was like his calm um but it was because he's such a worrier and he needed like that somebody that didn't worry i guess i don't know but they worked so well together but i am not a dylan so i feel like even though courtney was probably like the biggest sweetheart and like mushball, um i don't like man buns so
1: me either um don't come to australia i, them. <laughs> so, I, I, mean, am, I mean, love them not, I mean, then come to australia i love them yeah well <laughs> no, really i don't terrible. know i mean i guess
4: i'd rather play the game with the other three ladies because than beckett because i feel like i'm like beckett would be like obviously my go-to so yeah. i'm gonna play it that way so yeah, in like that, that vein in that vein if i have to kill somebody god well damn it because i'm also writing a lot of rowan right now in my hockey series you can't pissing me off
1: but he's not pissing me off well then you can you can fuck two marry one
4: okay fine then i'm going to fuck um enzo because who doesn't want a hot italian man to tell you what to do in the bedroom and um rowan and i'll marry courtney because he's He'll deal with me.
0: I already married Courtney. Get your own. I also, but I also <laughs> think, here's the thing. The other thing you need to realize, Ala, is that these characters are loosely, and in some cases not so loosely, based on our actual personalities.
1: So um worked yeah. that out when we first started talking. So <laughs> yeah. did you? Did you know? I actually did, did yeah, it yeah. I worked it out a little bit because I can see that Daphne is writing everything, which kind of reminds me of Delia a bit. Jenny yes, has Jenny seems a bit more of a free spirit I've met Brittany but I don't imagine that you force people to drink a shit ton of spirits. no
2: and I'm not timid so like yeah or like standoffish so Shayla yeah. is definitely a lot more careful than I am yeah um she's probably if I was to become like super probably when the when my kids were re- born very, very little um but like no I'm I'm a lot more free-spirited than than
0: Shayla
1: probably yeah no, but I can definitely see, like, little parts of each mm-hmm. of the yes. characters oh, yeah. in you all. Um, oh,
0: yeah. You can't really play a fuck, Mary kill, because my, like, I, you know, like, exactly what was said about Courtney, like, I couldn't marry Courtney, like, I would eat that man alive. Like, yeah. no. Like, but he was, he was so sweet. sweet. He's so he
1: sweet. You know, it's like. I reckon like, I'd make him cry.
0: Yeah. But I, but I yeah. do also make too anxious. Like I'm already a head case. We can't have two lunatics in this marriage. Like it just can't happen, you know. Yeah, that's so cool. probably true.
1: Yeah, Daphne helped
3: me a lot with Courtney's anxiety because she's yeah. like, she flagged a lot of spots, and she's like, "Oh no, no, no! People who worry would worry here. You
0: can't yeah. say I'm like, this." worry. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Okay. I um.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I can absolutely see a lot of it in each one of you. I wanted to also ask you guys, um, what is ne- like? How are you branching these off? Like, what's next? What can people expect next? You
3: want us to go in order
1: again? Don't care. Go for gold. Talk on well, top of each other.
3: <clears throat> okay.
1: Well, I'll go.
2: Okay. Um, so I have my. I have a new series. Probably I'll introduce in April. Um, and it will be Rowan's sister. Her name is Piper in the book.
1: Oh yeah, um, she was so sweet.
2: She's sweet. She's managing a big salon. Um, yeah. and so it will all be based in her salon. So it'll be kind of a I guess I can't ever I I I, I was telling Britt the other day, I was like, I think I'm gonna just keep writing angsty romance because most of my books are angstier than what I wrote here. But the truth is, like, I think it ends up being comical anyway, so I can't really classify it as anything. And Piper is one of those characters that's going to end up being more rom com so it'll probably be somewhere in the mix. But yes, it will be her and a couple of her colleagues, and they will get, you'll see Rowan again, you'll see Shayla again, um, you'll probably see a few of the moms again. So they'll, they'll all be in there
1: that's exciting I do have to bring up I've never actually read grumpy grumpy before Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a new thing and it needs to happen more because that was freaking awesome and I think that you guys came up with such a cool idea when it came to grumpy because I was like they it's genuinely just real true life anger (laughs) (laughs) like it felt very real when my partner and I met each other we hated each other genuinely could not stand being in the same room and my dog hated every single person on the planet except for him at the time so he would come <laughs> That's and, like, amazing take- yeah i know and he would like come and take him for walks and stuff and i'm like but i still hate you <laughs> <laughs> it so kind so of funny. worked out in the end but like it reminded it kind me of that of, so it so kind, it kind, of, kind of worked out kind of worked out seven Outside years later of him
4: screwing up your christmas
1: he kind oh of worked God, out the I end don't don't oh my god you guys don't know he um we were meant to go to the cook islands on christmas even the day before he had a surfing accident and um oh no ripped all the tendons in his shoulder and it moved all the bones around yeah it was was really looking it was was really really gross (laughs) it really was (laughs) yeah so that's why i'm saying kind of worked out because if i do kill him i do need some alibis there you go yeah okay next please Brit probably should cut that part out in the podcast (laughs) it's not happening whatever take me to jail Um, take me I deserve it
4: (laughs) that's fine that's fine well speaking of um going to jail I mean I'm continuing with revenge plots and going going by way of a hockey series um where every book has the premise of starting with some type of revenge (sighs) Yeah. So we are in the Revenge Games, and it is all the Langfield brothers are the first three books, um, and then some of the other hockey players are also getting books, and so it's five books on top of Revenge Era, and so That's we will see Tyler all of the. Yes, yeah, so we will see all of the Langfield brothers get there, um, their happily ever after by way of Revenge.
1: That's exciting!
4: Oh yeah, I'm very excited.
3: So, I am staying with the Revs and Beckett and Courtney, and they will. My first one is Damiano, um, the Mooney pitcher, and the coach's daughter. So, that will be first, and then um, Emerson and then Kyle Bosco. So, that is the rest of the year. So, you get to keep Courtney and Dylan, who is going to have the daycare for the grabs and bolts. So you're gonna to to see some crossovers between that. Some of Brit's books will her characters will be in mine, and mine will be in hers. So it'll be fun. You guys have
1: created like this whole world essentially, where you've yep. inter- like you've intertwined everything. Does it work for the rest of your books? Where like it kind of intertwines through them as well? Yep.
3: Yeah. Um. That's I mean. Wild. Yeah, well, my, mine started with the baseball team in the New York area. So, like, they were in, Mark and Corey were in the book. So, like, we put those in. And Brit's uh, Bristol Bay was in hers. Wadi's beautiful chaos characters, those were her California friends. Uh, D- Daphne's um, lumberjacks were, uh, Owen is. In in there, so like they we weave them all together. So now we're all writing in the same universe. Yes,
1: it's so weird. I love it. it's so crazy. They all like
2: created our own universe. Yes. you guys
1: have created a whole new world. Uh huh. Yes. and we all live in it. <laughs> Daphne, your Fantastic. turn, babes. Can't wait to hear it. Well, let's do it.
0: I so let's see. So I write um, lumberjack romance set in Maine. And so I am launching a new lumberjack series in April um, featuring Owen, who is a character from mother hater. He is the lumberjack that escaped and got out and wants nothing to do with his hometown. And he gets dragged back in and there's actually five lumberjack brothers and lots of shenanigans, small town shenanigans, moose, blueberry pie eating contests, ax throwing, shirtless wood chopping, you know, your, your standard main activities, um, Goodness. and it's funny cause we really do exist in the same universe because my character Owen is a huge fan of the Boston revs and he talks about the Boston revs in the book. And then one of his brothers is like a washed up former pro hockey player who had like a brief chance to make the bolts, but like never quite made it. And so we continue to exist in this share, shared, shared worlds.
1: Oh my God, this is wild. The fact that you guys have such an incredible imagination and to be able to intertwine it with each other is just unreal. It's unreal. Do you, are you planning perfect. to do another series together?
4: I think we need to get through this year and see how the mom comes, um do and how our writing schedules are because we all write at very different stages um, and we have all different count things on the calendar. Like mine, uh, Swati's is three books. She has planned. Jenny's is three. Daphne, I think, has four. I have five planned. So we'll see if it all weaves itself back or
1: not. How the fuck do you do it, mate? We've spoken about this before. And you when we last spoke, she's like, don't expect me to bring out that many books next year. It's not gonna happen. And she's like, just dropped another one. Just dropped another one. Just dropped another one. And you're like, I just don't have the time because I had the other ones pre-written. We have (laughs) a full conversation about it. Well, I'm not, I'm not.
4: uh, This is this is five over the next from now until next may so we're talking like a year and a half from now that's so um, many books it's a lot of books yeah, yeah. Well, she it's already has of some
3: books. of them she has one and a half done
4: yes and one i have, and have them plotted one. the others are plotted mm-hmm. it makes it easy well that it doesn't make it easy it makes it easier
3: so I, i'm excited for that, book five of her series
2: do you usually plot because i just i'm i literally just jump in I, all i know is the tropes and the people's names that's it
3: I
4: actually half the time don't know the tropes. I actually know the plot more than I know the tropes, and then ah, I'm like, "Oh, that's okay. what the trope is." Um, mm. I don't plot per se. I pants a lot of it, but you I make, have started. Studies? No, I don't. Yeah, do that. I wasn't
1: expecting I have... any less. No, no i <laughs> started to be a I'm little good. bit better. Where I like you and I have a lot in common.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, I don't do that. I just nope. like kind of know where I'm going, and I like write certain like scenes through the book and then i'm like i need to get there how do i get there and then i call jenny and i'm like can you talk me through this and can we write like seven chapters because i need to know how to get to this point because it's important but i don't want to write the and we we need to be funny
3: and we need to be funny that's our our goal it's also
0: really important to note that like Talk to Jenny is, like, an important part of, like, my process process and Brittany's process. Like, I literally have penciled in, like, call Jen, talk to Jen, ask Jen about this. Because Jenny is one of the most talented plotters I've ever met. Her mind goes in directions that you cannot even understand. And I will call Jenny and I'll be like, oh, my God, this book sucks. I have no idea what I'm doing. She's like, well, why don't you just, like, throw a little bit of this in there? And I was like, oh, and in one can of my books, that. So, it you know, yeah, like, every Ti time. That, oh. crash through a building to save her. And that I'm like, you're going to start watching YouTube videos of like what happens when you drive into buildings, like what collapses? And so I'm like, okay, I guess I can do this. Yet yeah, Jenny is one of the most imaginative, creative, beautiful minds I've ever met. And so when I get stuck, I just call Jenny. And I know Brittany does the same thing. Last year, the three of us spent a weekend getting drunk in Maine, staring <laughs> at the ocean. And we plotted out like three years of books each. Because Jenny, she stands, because Jenny doesn't, she's not a good sitter, so she stands yeah. and, like, bounces around, and she's like, accidental pregnancy, enemies to lovers, and then they found out, and then this happens, car crash, but and you're like, ah, and I'm typing you know, as, fast as I possibly can. Yes, you know that movie, um, what is it, uh, Elf?
4: Elf, right? Elf? Is that the movie, yeah. Elf? Where they have the guy that comes in with his, the, the little, the littler guy, um, uh, <laughs> he's not an elf, but he's a littler. And he comes in and he's got his little book filled with all of his ideas to help them plot books. And he's like, I will pitch this to you. I will pitch. Like, she should just have a black book filled with ideas. Yeah. And then we could just write books because the girl has, like, she just goes on a tangent. She's not the same really to write all the book ideas that are
0: in Jenny's head. Yeah.
4: Yeah. It's great. That's freaking wild. I just, And she can don't keep don't track of like,
0: my characters I, in my worlds. And she'll be like, You should do a callback to this book. And I'm like, That was five books ago. I don't even remember that book. But she just, she is, she is the secret weapon. So that is an important part of my creative process is calling Jenny. It's important to have, it's
4: important to have author friends that you can go to and bounce ideas off of, because without that, it's very lonely. And you also can get yourself, you can get in your head a lot. So just having people to call and be like, can we talk this through? um, I think is a big, important thing to anybody that's creative, like relying on other people to help you.
3: Yeah. Jenny, who uh, that's do you that call? I mean, I I I talk to all of them uh, all the time about different different ideas. I I in like they both have helped with different scenes, and so did Swatty. I mean, Swatty definitely fixed the scene uh, between Beckett and Courtney. Where Courtney tells Beckett that she's pregnant. Like that, everybody tripped on that, and it was like Swati's advice that definitely fixed that. Swati's advice. So it didn't, it didn't, it worked and didn't. Um, Brittany, Brittany, the Nair scene and the spicy food, that was all Brittany. Those were both (laughs) all. All Brittany, all the anxiety—that was all Daphne. That was all Daphne. So like everybody helps everyone in a, their own way. I'm much bigger yeah. at the bigger picture. I'm I'm like good at the big picture, and the not that the details aren't my thing. So I call them for all that. Kind Although of stuff.
2: I I call you out on that because the details were pretty damn detailed. Like they were they <laughs> yeah. were. I think like of all the books, yours was like okay, this is exactly the way it... I actually had to refer to your book and be like, wait, where the, where the hell is this thing? Because then I would have to refer to your story and be like, oh, right, okay. So the kitchen looks like this or this is where the dining table is. So I think I would say you're big picture and detailed.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Maybe.
3: <laughs> yeah. I, don't I don't know, know but, but they saying. helped a lot. They help a lot every time. They help a lot every time. Dara right now was helping with food trucks in Boston. Because we needed food tracks in Boston. (laughs) Vegan grilled cheese and chowder. And she's going to see what I did with that and she's going to laugh. Because
0: it's ridiculous. I definitely am. I I was sending that to you and I'm like, what is she going to do with vegan grilled cheese and (laughs) clam chowder? I don't even know. So I mixed
1: them.
3: So there you go.
1: (laughs) Yay. So funny. Vegan (laughs) clam. Vegan. I just about, I almost said vegan clams which obviously makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, we're so freaking excited for what you have next and we can't thank wait to you. see it. We will obviously talk about it on the podcast some more. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having everyone us. everyone entertained. I did very little talking, which was very exciting. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and, now and now you get um, to go
1: enjoy your long day. I do, I do. So the first Mumcom actually came out today, well, yesterday in Australia. And the next one comes out on Thursday, Thursday, which is the January 25th, January 25th. And then February 1st, February 1st, February 1st. Yeah. Yeah. And Daphne, February 8th. That's so exciting. You guys, honestly, and then audio audio Audio, comes out. Audio comes out
0: starting once a week. Again, we're doing these once a week releases starting February 20th. So Britney's will come out on February twentieth, right, Brit? Yep.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Um, and That's so we're so really, we're really excited about the audio. No, I'm excited about that too. And the thing is that um, I know a lot of Brits um, cult, and they are obsessed with audio. <laughs> yeah, Brits cult. I'm That's a cult. To say actually, cult. no, on, it's <laughs> it's fucked up. It's a cult following. I've never seen anything like it. I love <laughs> all cult. of them, but I think they're insane. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. They're just like they'll be like, oh my god, Britney wrote another line. Oh my god, I can't do it. <laughs> I have off. to take a day off. <laughs> they're I like, I'm yeah. breathe I'm listening to Irish Come for the fucking time on my drive read they to work do. They read it right, right,
4: right, right. And all is <laughs> like, oh my god, it was ridiculous, this thing. And they're like, What? What do you know? And she's like, nothing. <laughs> <It's> like, oh. <laughs>
1: I love fucking with them. I'm so sorry, but it is really funny. But no, they're, they're amazing. Like, I love all of them, but I just think it's so funny how crazy they get over it. I've never seen anything like it. All right, guys. Awesome. It was lovely to meet you all. <laughs> yes. Love you.
0: It was great love you. you.
1: And this um, so next one, thank you. thank you. Thanks, guys. And next week, I, do we know what we're doing next week, Betty? I've got no idea. Shadow of Shadow of... Bone, shadow and bone. Sha- One moment, please. Let me find my calendar, fam. Um, Master of Salt and Bones. Don't know who it's by, but I'm pretty sure it's G's book, so very excited for it. Okay, guys, have a great week. Love you all. Bye. Love bye. you, bye. Bye.